Hello, welcome to episode two of On the Backburner Podcast. Today, we're talking with Chef Brian Romero of the Ranchers Club. Chef Brian Romero, he's going to talk about his work ethic and his inspiration to thrive as a young head chef in the Albuquerque food scene. Cue the music. This is On the Backburner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, On the Backburner, Tristan Rogers, back like I never left. Dominic Valenzuela over here from Taco 10, uh, formerly of Let's Taco Better with Chef Dom and Dia de los Tacos here in Albuquerque, representing. Had to get this whole resume into that one. Yeah, I, like that. I used to work at uh, Chili's. <laughs> I used to work at Chili's. <laughs> you did. You did. I did. Used to work did. At Chili's. I found that out earlier today. Who do we have with us today? We got Brian Romero. Brian Romero, great chef here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? What's going on, guys? First of all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm the executive chef at the Crown Plaza. We are a home of the Ranchers Club, old, old fine dining steakhouse here in Albuquerque. And uh, we're getting ready to reopen and, and bring back some new stuff. Nice, man. Introduce everyone to, you know, what, what I've been practicing, what I've been working on. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I did a little background research, and, and you're, you came from the South Valley. You're from the South Valley, Yes, correct? sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, when you think of, like, for those of you who aren't from New Mexico, when you think of South Valley, not too many of us think fine dining. You right. Know? So, yeah. Talk, talk to us about that, man. Well, you know, um, growing up, obviously, uh, in the South Valley, there's no fine dining, you know. Right. I don't I didn't come from a family that were big eaters. You know, my dad was a cook. He cooked uh, for 25 years, so he would he would sort of show me the ropes as a kid, you know. Um, every Thursday, I had to cook family meal for my house, you know. So I'd come home from school. I would uh, clean up, do whatever I had to do, and my dad would leave me a recipe just... And I would just follow the recipe, you know. Um, remember to pull the chicken out of the freezer before I go, <laughs> you know. And um, that sort of, I hated it. I hated cooking, man. You know, it was a chore. I had to do it. As soon as I was done, I can go play and be with the boys, do the things. But it was always that first. Um, and somehow, you know, that's morphed into to where we are today. That's awesome. It's yeah. pretty intense to family meal and had to cook for everybody else like that but is that kind of where the the love kind of stemmed after that it, it just it, kind of turned into something that you love yeah it did you know um i come from a big family uh traditionally um hispanic family mexican family yeah. we're big man mm-hmm. so you know it was my mom and my mom was at a bakery she worked at abc cake shop oh, nice. so she would have either early mornings or like late nights you know mm-hmm. and so um I, me being the second oldest we would always take turns me and my older brother and we would have to cook, just, you know, leave instructions, because if not, I'm boiling hot dogs or something, you know? Right. I don't know how many times I forgot to pull out the meat you the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Justin has two daughters, by the way. So, yeah, we, we got that. You, I have three you, daughters. Oh, three daughters. I have three daughters. Oh, excuse me. Three yeah. daughters. So, yeah, we know you forget to pull out. <laughs> it's not a very strong game. I never said it was a strong game, okay? But uh, back to food. Back to food. <laughs> yeah, that went. That went. Yeah. But um, no, man. Like we see what you do. Like you know what I mean. Uh, with your Instagram, and uh, you know, we'll put a we'll put a link to your bio and everything, and your on all your uh, on all your social media. But man, it's it's incredible. Actually, I went to uh, when you were at uh, Artichoke Cafe. Yeah. I took my wife there for our, uh, 
fifth year, sixth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I gotta tell you, I haven't eaten that great of food and I don't know how long, man. Like it was so good. So, you know, thank you for that and just, I mean, where, where did it click for you, like, to want to do the fine dining? Um, to be honest, where it clicked is uh, I was working mm, I was working at a bar back at Maloney's, mm-hmm. 4th and Central, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chef Mark put me on over there, and uh, he used to do this thing where he would buy groceries, just put them on the table and just be like, all right, hook something up, you know? And I was so scared. I was like, what the hell? What am I supposed to do? I was washing dishes, you know? <laughs> but they put me in charge of cooking the, the staff meal. And so I, I, I did a little something. It was a pork chop, you know, whatever. But uh, everyone loved it. And then so I was like, all right, maybe I can, you know? So I would start asking, hey, what, you know, what can I do? What's this? What's mm-hmm. that? And then it sort of snowballed into it, man. And next thing you know, I was, you know, watching cooking TV shows, reading books, that kind of thing. Um, so and no I just, corners. So, so I did go to I did go to CNM, but that was much later. Um, I I think I went to CNM maybe I was eight or nine years deep in cooking already. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was over at the Casino Sandia, mm-hmm. um, and they do tuition reimbursement. Oh, so wow. that was a big deal for me. So I was basically I go to school for free Heck as yeah. long as you make grades, you know. So I was like, all right, let's try it. So it sounds to me like it was a, the initial confidence of just spark of confidence that was like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. noticing me. Right. I think that's important for everybody to like get that, that first hit of confidence or like, what what am I good for? Like right. when you're trying to figure out this whole game of life, you know, mm-hmm. and, one, and for a lot of us, yeah, confidence. Like when you watch, you know, chefs, uh, you know, the, of our experience level that we've been in the game for a while, walk around with a certain type of swag at this right. point now you know yeah. i've even had people ask me like like you know well i've had you know servers ask me like i've never seen a chef move like you before like that and all this stuff you know and like it's because i'm mexican yeah and i'm a latin lover you know you you told me like you were like uh they they tell you that you're like an octopus back yeah, there yeah, you know yeah. just have all these arms you know I, we call it dancing yeah, you know it's I mean? a dance, it's how you man. Dance. It's like you it's know, definitely. what I mean, you, you watch people and how you move in the kitchen. That's how you know one. You know, you got a good cook because they know how to dance well with each other. So it's, right. it is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like a symphony. It's like poetry in motion. It definitely is. It's something we should all have more confidence in because it's a hard job. Like yeah. all these things, yeah. you know, you're talking about cooking at a young age for a large amount of people. But then all the things that the steps that you have to remember, taking out the chicken, otherwise that sets you back so much longer. And then you have hundred people and they're just sitting there looking at you like And they're family, bro. Exactly. Oh yeah, they're family. Oh man, man. I can only imagine like you know, just the the ridicule that you probably have from the family, the rough uh, rough times. Let's not bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Battle scars. So your dad uh, what kind what kind of uh, cuisine did your dad into? Um, he, you know, he's from an older generation, like he was cooking in the 80s, right. you know, so he was, um, Piece of very, sprig and yeah, <laughs> yeah, very old school, but it, like, it was cool, man. Once in a while he would set up the table, like real nice, you know, like it was, he was looking like, like, uh, like he wanted to show us an experience that we wouldn't have normally, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so it was fun, you know, and I took notice of those kind of things. Would you say that, um, so you were pretty, kind of born into cooking right? yeah to a degree yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. kind of forced into, <laughs> forced into it. Yeah, yeah. and what like did you ever was there ever a point to where you thought maybe i want to go this direction uh so actually before i ever went to cnm i was well for culinary i was in cnm for 
art. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm, I love, I used to do graffiti for half my life, you know, th those kind of things. Um, so I was studying art history. I was, you know, focused on that. That was what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, then I somewhere in, in you know I, I crossed the wires man and then I was like yo cooking is art you know and I started to notice these other other factors that maybe I didn't pay attention to mm -hmm. and then once I started piecing them together you know cooking became art for me and I dropped out of CNM just kept cooking and then went to CNM for culinary wow that's really awesome you know that you say that because I've always said the same thing about cooking is that it is kind of a gateway to anything. Like it could, like if you think about it, it's a basic necessity. You know, yeah. we need to know how to cook for ourselves and cook for those around us. You know, cook for a family. But um, the where you could take it from there. You yeah. know, you could take it in the art direction. And now with tools like Instagram, you know, you got chefs that yeah. just create beautiful plates of food or whatever. Who knows what they taste like? Instagram right. chefs. <laughs> Instagram chefs. That's what I call them. Yeah. And Instagram Everywhere. chefs. You know, can you do that? Can you give me two hundred of those? I mean, two hundred of those. I think man, one of my on. comments to a lot of those is like, "Okay, I need two hundred of those." Yeah. You know, at five o'clock or I something. Made like that, that, I made know? that mistake when I worked at a. You know, I was a, a the executive sous chef. There, so I came up with the menu. I'm like, I want to do Cornell. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yep. potatoes. Oof. And the chef was like, "You know, you're gonna have to do that for like four hundred people, right?" I was like. I yeah, got this. Oh, my hands cramping. Worst yeah. experience. I think by the end of it, I was like, mm, just dump it on there. It's like the last ten. But I mean, you know what I mean. You got the Instagram chefs. It looks beautiful. It's like, but can you do it for, for, for you know, four hundred people? Unlike what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean. Your pictures and what you do is like completely like you know it's 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 doable. But not only is it doable, but it's beautiful. Like you know what I mean. You yeah, have a, yeah. You have a great, great um, eye for uh, for for color and for taste, mm -hmm. which is which is hard to do. I think. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I've I've definitely been a victim of uh, my own ambitiousness. You know, at times where I'm like, all right, this is how it's gonna look, or or I write the menu and like this is what we're gonna do. And then uh, Showtime, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what was I doing, man? Yeah. Like, what was I thinking? So what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's coming into the, uh, into the, into the fine dining? Even if, even if they have all the, uh, all the, you know, the uh, experience in the world, what would you give somebody to coming into a fine dining like, setting? Um, you know, the first thing I would say is just, like, sort of fill out who you are, right? Like, mm -hmm. when, when, I, when I first came into cooking or fine dining like I wasn't I didn't really know what I wanted to do I didn't know which was my approach which way um, and so that kind of led me to do to maybe overcomplicate things trying to trying to stand out or trying to do things like that it wasn't until I started to you know rely on my own intuition and be like all right this color is gonna work and it you know it's natural it's not food color like it's all these little things started clicking and then I was able to, you know, mm. sort of progress to where I am now. Um, nice. But it, it, it definitely took a long time. And it took a lot of me having to look back and be like, oh, what was I thinking? What was I doing? But that's awesome, you know? Like, that's that's reflection, you know? Reflection is so important. Like, I, I preach that on my staff. And, of course, the staff, they're so, uh, you know, stressed out right. and anxious from anything that I give them. Mm -hmm. So giving them that little more of just like, hey, just go home. Have a moment and just be, while you're laying there in bed, think about it. Yeah. You know, think about how today went and what you want to do better the next day. Yeah. You know, and that's that's an important part in life. You know, right. and that everybody should take note on is you know you got to have reflection. You know, looking at 
what you did and praising yourself for how much you've accomplished, you know, how far you've come, right. you know, where you are now. Like, you've got to give yourself that proper praise, especially in this industry where we beat ourselves down so much. And if we don't, the customers do, yeah. you know, and there's not, there's like, we really have to be our own voice of reason sometimes. It's true. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We have to be mentally strong. This, this industry, you have to be mentally strong. And only way to get that is experience and trial and error and to just keep pushing forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just always keep pushing. Let's uh let's talk about some of your horror stories. Give us uh oh, give okay. us your give us your your scariest most horror story in the kitchen and and tell us how it affected you. Okay. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. There's so many. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean in my experience. I've definitely been through the ringer. Um, <laughs> so actually, you know, the first fine dining job I had was at being sure um, and it was with chef martin martin torres um he you know i met him i didn't know him i didn't anything i just was like hey man i want to work for you i want to work up there so he he just i was working in the buffet right so he was like all right he brought me up and i had no idea what i was getting into man zero idea especially with martin <laughs> zero <laughs> idea Jesus man Christ. and so it. you know first saturday we had I'm, I'm not prepared. You know, I'm fucking crushed. I'm working pantry, right? And we, we did like 200-something covers. And uh, pantry is rough in any restaurant. Yep, absolutely. You know, you're doing starters, you're doing salads, and you're doing you're ending the meal. Oh, I just, I completely just failed, right? No. So, um, so not only do I hear from the chef, who's like obviously upset, but the entire line is like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, oh, this guy was working in the buffet, you know? And so, and so for like months, I had to just hear like, anytime, anytime I did anything wrong, yeah. it was like, oh, send him back to the buffet, you know? Oh, and so in my head, that just was like, oh, these motherfuckers, these guys are rough. Yeah. So what the only thing I can do to combat that was I, I didn't have the skills, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the speed. So what I did was I just came in early. You know, we were scheduled at two, I would show up at 12. I would work for Martin off the clock, and I would prep what I had to do. I'd go downstairs, clock in, and then I was like, "All right." So that's the only way I can nice, combat it, you know. Nice. Um, going above and beyond, yeah. And and so it it taught, yeah, it got me to where I need to be. And, and you know, Chef Martin would come in and talk to me, and he would cook lunch for us. He would often tell me not to do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's obviously a liability, but I just I felt so bad. Like, oh man, last Saturday was a disaster. So I had to take those extra steps till I was ready for it you mm -hmm. know um, i think that's amazing man that's that you know you know definitely deserves applause i mean I, i'm seeing you with the lakers hat on yeah and you know kobe, kobe. yeah kobe yeah, yeah. you know that's got to be great. a main influence to you you know somebody always. somebody always. like that you know to to see somebody who's just doesn't accept failure you right. know and yeah. will will win no matter what it takes going in there early whatever putting the extra the leg work in doesn't matter because this is where I want to be. Yeah. You know? And so, like, that's where you got there, you know? Work ethic. Absolutely, man. You can't teach that to anybody, you right? Know? Or can you? I don't, I don't know. I don't you, know. I don't think you can teach. You can't teach work ethic. That's just something you either have or you don't have. Yeah. You, I, I can, you. you know, as a chef, we can teach anybody how to cook. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can, I'll give you a recipe, show you how to cook it. But do you have what it takes? Like, I tell my guys when they're going home, you know what I mean? Like, the, the job doesn't just stop when you walk out of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Are you going to go home? Are you going to research? Are you going to get better? Because that's what, I mean, essentially in our in our industry, yeah. 
That's what we, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. You run that extra mile as an athlete, you go the extra mile, and you're actually sitting there and you're researching things, you're researching trends, you're starting to, you know what I mean? You're, you're, what, what can we bring from other, from other places and bring mm -hmm. it here to New Mexico? You know what I mean? That, that, that's where you go the extra mile. Right. That's how you get better. You know, and I always tell my guys, like, you know, I don't, I don't go to bed till 3.30 in the morning. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes because I'm on, I'm on Google, you know, I'm on YouTube. I'm looking at different recipes. I'm looking at different kind of ways that you can, you know what I mean, essentially do different things. Right. You know what I mean? So the job doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to tell these young kids. You know what I mean? I was having a conversation with one of my, you know, my cooks about that, you know. Better yourself by doing more. You know, it's just like anything else. You know what I mean? Kobe would, you know, stay after practice and shoot those three pointers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing. Same mm -hmm. thing in this industry. Yeah, go home. A lot of people don't have that mm -hmm. kind of. You can't teach that. It's true. Mm -hmm. You cannot teach that. Yeah. You, you can only hope that they have that and hope that you can bring it out of them. Right. That's how I feel. Like hopefully they have it in them, and it's our job to bring it out of them. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's man. my opinion. One hundred percent. So. I'm curious to know, like, you know, growing up in the South Valley, and obviously you, you had a dad that, that cooked, and I'm, I'm assuming cooked really good food. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they were good or not, but, like, they were, they were good to me at well, the time, you know? They were, they were definitely... Like, would you say, like, I mean, what, um, what food, like, flavors, like spark uh, your your just creativity and just, like... Your memory. Let's yeah, your memory. That. Like, what right. takes you back to, like, those times when... You know, I mean, you, easy way of putting it is what would be your last meal? Ooh, all right, all right. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's Just a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I do like that. That's what we do here on the back one. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great one. Um, so actually, my dad, he, he never was big on like pork, but he would always cook such good pork, right? Whether it was alivada, chops, anything like that. Um, so, so it was, I always was like weirded out like how does he how do you know it tastes good if you ain't tasting it right yeah. but he just was like i got it like i just got it and so so i would think my last meal would probably be uh we used to have this little george foreman type grill and mm -hmm. he would just do the pork chops right on that probably that he used to do just a sauteed corn like a, almost like a potato o'brien oh, with okay. corn you know you got some onions your bell peppers that kind of stuff and i would just eat that man a little gravy Nice man. Simple man, and, and yeah. it was great. Mom's Absolutely. red chili. There you go. Beef enchiladas. That's you. I, I my my mom makes it for my birthday every year. Oh yeah. My mom's oh, yeah. red chili, bro. It's like okay. It's. Is it shredded beef? No, it's. Oh, the ground beef. Ground beef. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delicacy when I was growing That's up. That's nice, yeah. Right. All right. We were, we weren't very. We didn't have a lot of money. It was, <laughs> well, I, I'm with you on that. Like cheese grits. And a fried bologna sandwich with tomato, mayo, and and white bread. You know, like the one of kids bread. The one of kids bread. That's my. That's mine. Spam and eggs. Spam and eggs sandwich, bro. I'm telling you. We're gonna have this doing a whole nother podcast. Just talk about just all of the food that we would eat. Have you been to Kathy's Takeout down there? Yeah, yeah, of course, man. No, that's an institution down there. That's a great spot. Yeah, it's so so cheap. Have you been there? Yeah, I have driven by. I have not had the pleasure. It is like two bucks. Yeah, two tacos like. Three taquitos for like a dollar fifty. Like it's crazy price. Like it's so cheap or whatever. But it's it's so good and it's New Mexican. 
Yeah. It's all those quick fixes that, yeah. that I love, you know? Exactly. So like, I'm still like, I'm still all about the all subs Jimmy Jimmy Johnny's. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All subs Jimmy's, man. And growing growing up, I was literally in the neighborhood where, you know, Kathy's carryout is a mile away no. or all subs is a mile yeah. away, you know? Oh, so you were down there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 South, so, South, that's yeah. South, South, that's South Valley, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. We go, uh, I used, yeah. My daughter's uh, daycare used to be all the way down there, man. So I'd always stop at that also. Yeah, right there, bro. man. So what do you think about, um, like, you know, I tell, so when I was working at the sushi bar, I would have customers ask me, well, what what would you eat? What would be your last meal? Or what do you like to eat? Yeah. I tell them stuff like that. Cheese grits, fried bologna sandwiches. Yeah. like, what? Right. Right. Yeah, because yeah. they're thinking all this refined <laughs> palate and taste, but it's like... <laughs> This is a, this is what makes my heart happy. Exactly. That's what they need to tell kids coming up in culinary, man. Like you ain't gonna eat the shit that no. you're actually oh, cooking, man. bro. Yeah, I have I an appreciation know. for all those ingredients and right. all the the steps that it takes to get there. And, and when I get it, I want to make it beautiful. Yeah. I want to make it. I want to make it shine. But right. us, however, what, how would I treat myself? Like, yeah, I'm know. I'm grateful. Like being in, in food that. We get to just taste that stuff. Because yeah. I don't know if I would take myself to a restaurant. No. <laughs> to go get, you know, uh, I mean, well, you have to get, get some uni sushi and stuff like that. Oh, I have to. I yeah. have to uni. Every once in a while. Though. Yeah. But it's absolutely true, man. Like, they expect, like, people expect you to be like, name, hey, oh, yeah, I ate this, this is it. Oh, man. Yeah, man. You no know shells and crab cheese <laughs> yeah. and some hot dogs in it, bro. Oh, good. When I when I left the artichoke, um, the the ownership actually got me cereal because I was I ate cereal for dinner every day. Right? Like, I would close down the line and I'd eat a bowl of cereal, so they got me a two pack of Lucky Charms, that's and that's you know that's how I eat. That's, nice, that's, man. That's, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the the misconception of our industry. Yeah. Like you know, oh, you must you know another thing too. Like you know, your wife. You know, mm-hmm. they tell you, oh, your wife must eat good. No. Mm-hmm. I'm no, always she doesn't. Yeah. When do I cook for her? I'm always here <laughs> cooking for y'all. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, to me, I break it down the mouthfeels. Why do I like, you know, government cheese and like that waxy type cheese or whatever? It's a mouthfeel. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know, if I, I want that on a burger because it just oozes into those cracks like cheddar can't. And yep. all these other things, you know, like there's the oil doesn't separate when you melt it. Right. You know, no, so like true. there's all these different things. So like. It's almost like, you know, you get looked at like you, you're on a crutch or whatever, but you actually are stronger because of all these flavors or whatever that some chefs are too snobby to even try. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Oh, I'm, I'm deep in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's going to give it. you a whole other level, man. A whole exactly. other level. And then once exploring. you start to break it down and like know how to make your own, like, um, you know, we got Chef Andrine coming and she makes her own like Flaming Hot Cheetos Ooh, okay. and stuff like that, you know? So I want to break that down yeah. with her or whatever, but like, it's just that. It's finding something that's familiar or whatever but then breaking it down to where you're put you can put your love into it yeah it's absolutely. not just smashing or putting flaming hot cheetos on a plate it's figuring out the process of how to make it and then yeah. putting your own spin on it presenting yours. it the way absolutely. that you want to you know where does it come from and you know how can i change or fix or destroy it you know, you know? exactly that's the problem with a lot of you know with chefs today you know what i mean they lose that they lose that you know, that part of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just want, you know, let's make it, you know, let's put it pretty and, and just give it to the people, you know? Like, I, I had a conversation with Mark Kenny on this one day, and it was like, how can we get back to the simplest ways of cooking? You know what I mean? And, like, you know, the fundamentals, mm-hmm. but still make it something that's not only pretty, but, you know, 
invokes the memory. Right. When you take a bite of it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like something that's still like, <clears throat> you know, you take that bite and, you know, I was, mm, you know, you put your head back, you close your eyes and you're mm -hmm. like, man, I remember, you know, playing around in a cold day and coming yeah. to taste that pozole, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But how can we make it yours? You know Absolutely. I mean? So getting back to fundamentals, I think, is where is where a lot of people are missing these days. Well, Absolutely. you know, for somebody like you, Brian, like you're a very colorful uh, painter on the right. plate, you know, and so uh, fundamentals, you going back and getting your culinary degree, I'm sure that was huge because that put a whole new uh, assortment of tools into your mm -hmm. bag right. as far as like how you can break down product now and what you could do with it. Instead of just taking peas and being like, you know, something that's bright and green or whatever, and I'm just going to boil these because that's all I know what to do with it. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm going to blend these into a puree and I'm going to make that into an oil or a sauce or, or whatever. Now I have this bright green element right. onto the plate. It's not a star, but it's able to elevate it contributes. that. It contributes yeah, that yeah. use. It elevates it. It makes people feel something when they look at it. Right. Because having that color contrast on the plate is so important, you know? So what do you, like, tell, tell us, tell us, like... It's like you're speaking to a, somebody coming up and coming. Okay. You know what I mean? Tell us tell us what like what goes through your mind when you're about to, you know, develop a dish. Ooh, ooh that's tough. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> 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 hey, we didn't, we didn't call it the back burner because it was going to be easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the back burner, baby. You know, so I always always think about what is what is your protein or, you know, start with that first. Like what what are we what are we messing with? Is this fish? Is this beef? You chicken? Mm -hmm. Um and then and then what is my preparation? Am I gonna am I gonna cryovac it in some herbs? Am I gonna sous vide it? Mm -hmm. Am I gonna just roast it? What am I gonna do in my pan searing? You know, these you, you I always try to get those elements in. When I get to that, then I'm able to figure out, you know, if I'm pan if I'm pan searing, all right, I'm making my sauce right in there, you know, mm -hmm. the deglaze, let's do it this way, or you know, if uh, if I'm cryovacing it and, and cooking in a water bath, now you know, I know my flavors are concentrated into that, you know, into that protein. What's my next step? Um, do I need a starch on this plate? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes some of my dishes don't have a starch or a veggie or because it's very, um, I still feel like it's pretty old school to have starch, veggie, protein, mm -hmm. socks. We're on the same level, bro. But it, but right it still sells. People still love it. So, like, sometimes I find myself a victim of having to do that, having to, I'll put the, something together and feel like it's Conforming. not completed mm -hmm. because I'm missing one of these elements. Um, so sometimes I'll go back and, you know, revisit things mm -hmm. that I've done before. Um, but then the next thing is uh, how, do I, how do I bring in color to this? that's not useless color, right? Like, right. you know, um, I'm, I'm very happy to say none of it is food coloring, you know, it's all <laughs> magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like, what what can I do that's going to make a splash on this plate, but that's also going to contribute to my dish that's not going to take away from, you know, the this is a three-day marinade brined mm -hmm. chicken, right. you know, like that's going to be the star. But I still need some, some compliments around it, you know, mm -hmm. and so then... You did, I always am very uh, like veg forward, so I'm always gonna be like, oh, let's let's see that. Let me call Stacy. What do you got? You yeah, know, right, like right. all these kind of things, um, and that's while I'm writing it. And, and you know, I might write a menu that's five items, but then when I come to prepare these five items for a tasting, oh, I just threw the thing away. Like, and now I'm just like, all right, let's see. This right. is you know, 
I prepared what I thought I wanted, but now that I'm here, like, uh, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, very, yeah. it's a very emotional thing, right? You're just like, the way I planned it isn't really how I feel right now. So mm -hmm. let me just, this is how I feel. Let me put right. it together. Right. Let me, you know, I gotta, I gotta have these colors. I gotta have, um, I gotta have this texture. I gotta have this, you know, all these sort mm -hmm. of things that I don't really, I can't really verbalize to you how it comes to me. Right. Like it just is there. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. It's a feeling. Too, yeah. All right. Um, there was a chef that I hold in high regards, Davin White out in San Diego, uh, Oceanside. And he's a sushi chef, you know, kind of skater dude. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you go to a sushi bar, it's only two two sushi bars or whatever, two bars. And then behind him, he's got like the, the reach-in fridge or whatever. But in there, he's got what I call like his mad scientist uh, experiments, you know, like just a bunch of deli cups with yeah. all sorts of stuff. So pickled radishes, fermented uh, chilies, yeah, yeah, yeah. just all these different things. You know, when you say you're veggie forward, that's... Like knowing what to what you can do to preserve things, yeah, you know, and just hold on for that moment because like I don't know what I'm gonna do with that, but I'm gonna do something with it, yeah. you know. And then it comes to those days like you're looking for that last thing to finish it off, and like wait a second, I got pickled corn, yeah, over yeah here. I got exactly. I got a I got a homemade miso sauce that I've been mm -hmm. working or homemade miso over here. I could take some of that, make a nice sauce, and make it you know give it a nice umami and a, a nice depth of flavor, you know. So I think that's where like the chef's mind it doesn't we don't ever clock out no like, man and that's like telling your employees like if you want to do this get to the point to where you understand you're never clocking out nope. like you should never feel like clocking out you should always have devote some energy to this or or be willing to win something that excites you or or uh intrigues you that you 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 focus on it, you know, and you, you figure out what it is that you're needing to take from that. Yeah. Know? I would say it's like being a really good songwriter. You know what I mean? Like, the guy, you know, really good songwriters carry a book with them everywhere they go. You I'm glad I mean? you so, said that. Yeah. So when you, you know, when you when something comes to you, you write it down. You know what I mean? I, I mean, God, I have so many of those little books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. filled with shit and ideas, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know what I mean? That's why it's such a hard, complex question to answer. Because, it one, it's like... I don't know, like, you know what I mean? I don't sit there and fucking, you know, think it out right then and there. Right. You know what I mean? It's something where I'm like, hey, holy shit, I got, you know, I got an airline chicken breast. What can we do with it? You know yeah, what right. I mean? Sear it. And then, you know, you start you start thinking of ways to do yeah, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alex, you know, our, our producer. Can we call you the producer sure. of this, Why of this not? podcast? Why not? Why not? Our producer, Alex Volick, who is also our uh, social media and, uh, um, you know, guru at Hollow Spirits, like, he's, he, get, he gets so pissed off at me when we do these new menus. Because, like, literally, I'm like, all right, menu's done. Send it to him. Right. Two days later. Okay, here's the revi here's revised copy. It's, it's done. <laughs> literally, like, hours before we roll out this menu, yeah. it's like, all right, this is it. Like, right. this is the, you know what I mean? But, you, you know, it's it's based off of feeling. It's ever changing, I mean? man. You know, and they try to get, you know, Frank's like, oh, you need to, you know, you need to give it to him so he can do the work. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, it's, you don't, you don't understand. You know what I mean? You don't understand what it's like when you're, you know, I'm laying in bed and I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? That's a great idea. You know what I mean? Like, let's do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just, it's based off of feeling, man. Yeah. So that's why it's a hard question to answer. I it think. is. You know it's what I mean? a tough question. Some people can do that. Some people can actually sit down write the recipe out. I've seen dudes even draw it out on a piece of paper. I don't get how they do that. 
Like, because me, it's got to be based off of feeling. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it has Point to be based you. off of, like, it's just too structured for me. Cooking should never be that structured. Free form, mm. man. It's free you know? form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it should never be that structured. It should always be something that goes off of your gut, your feeling, and, you know, how you feel that day. That's why I always tell people, food evolves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It never stays the same. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't have recipes. Like, I, I show you guys how I want it done, so then my cooks would be like, hey, I tried it this way, chef. Like, what do you think? You know, taste it. If it's fucking amazing, we're doing it that way. Yeah, yeah. Does it change? Do people notice a change? Yeah, absolutely, because food should evolve. It should never stay the same. Consistency is death. Sorry. Very true. No. Something. something. Okay. Oh, everybody. You still there? Seriously, right? (laughs) It's my it's my tantrum. Okay. Just saying. Somebody just got on the sofa. (laughs) One thing you said that that really caught my attention was that you uh, related it to songwriting. Right. And I think music plays such an important part in the kitchen. And I'm going to put you on the spot right here, Brian. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, man. I see you on Instagram. We're friends on Instagram. I see a lot of Taylor Swift, man. Uh, right. Talk, What's up, bro? Talk, to right. Talk to us about Taylor What's Swift, up? man. Back burner. Uh, yeah, what do you, you want to know? Everything. Uh, everything. Right. Everything. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I mean, first of all, she's a beautiful lady. Right? Yes. All right, this, yes. So the songwriting is great, too. Um, and, and yeah, I do play Taylor Swift in the kitchen, man. <laughs> That's I, what I want to know. And actually, this is, you know... Uh, if hopefully there'll, there'll be some some of my friends listening to this but when I was the sous chef at Trauma River I used to play them one direction every night in nice, the middle of the in, in the middle of the rush man <laughs> every night the cooks hated it but that's just you know it's just I don't know what it is about that pop music it's man. Happy. Yeah, it's just hey, happy right it's, like, happy. it's very easy to get frustrated it's hot it's you know it's greasy everyone's upset but that know taylor in the background I'm, I'm pretty sure most of those songs are about me you know right so i, I, feel, <laughs> I, so I feel extra you know sensitive to those taylor things. swift if you're okay. listening if you're listening she is I hey she's, oh we're she's, tagging she's, her we're, we're tagging, tagging her in this for taylor sure. swift reach out to brian romero i'm telling you right now he's a good guy you'll love him and we you will not write a song about him because you'll actually marry him and love him too. okay forever now deal breaker though, deal breaker. Say right. say okay, dream dream collab. You you, <laughs> you take Taylor out. Of course you got to cook for her, right? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, what are you making? Yeah. What are you making, what are you making Ooh, that's tough, man. What do you like to eat, Taylor? First, yeah. uh, candy. <laughs> hey, you know. All right, that's it. All right, candy. Like what are you okay. what are you making her like? like you know, what, what you, what you talk to Taylor that's, right that's now. That's big. Talk to no, that's big. I don't know. I, I imagine she's pretty. Uh, she's very well traveled. You know, she's probably. Uh, you know, she's she's from Tennessee. So I'm. Oh, you know, I might take oh, that route in there. Okay. You know, a little I'm barbecue. Not, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not big on it, but I will teach myself. You there know? you go, For Taylor. Yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll take the barbecue route. And, there you go. You know, do something nice. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah, you inspired myself. That's that's the extra mile. See. Uh. All right, we're gonna get into this part of the uh, podcast now where we uh, put it on the back burner. That was just the warm up. up. That was just a warm up. Okay. All right. We're gonna go rapid fire questions. Yeah. Forty five seconds on the clock. Answer them as fast as you can. As fast as humanly possible. Hold on, hold on, wait. Before we start, I gotta get my notes out. I'm oh, holding no. up the show. All right. <laughs> Don't hold up the rapid fire. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. 45 
seconds. Everybody, that's Mitch the Kid right there is our technical guy and our DJ. There are no wrong answers here. There are no just wrong your answers. answers. Just your answers. You got 45 seconds to answer. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. And first question. Five other sauces. Oh, we got we got bechamel. We got hollandaise. We got, ah, uh, what am I missing? Ooh, Ooh this is tough. Why am I stopping trouble. right here? Oh, I spent too much time. I got uh, Espanol. I got... Oh, eh. nice. oh. <laughs> where, where did fried rice originate from? How the hell would I know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, internal temperature of medium rare. Nah, I go 135, 130. Okay, uh, football or football? Football. Uh. Taylor Swift's favorite midnight snack. Right here. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't even have to ask blondes or brunettes. Two, we know. one. Oh, okay. We had so many more questions, but damn, 45 seconds goes by really fast. It sure does, man. Spend a lot of time on the mother sausage. Yeah, bro. man. What's yeah. It's it's hard when you put it when you get put on the spot like man. that. Hey, mother sauces. It does. Man. So you got you got your you got your your red sauce. You said Espanol, right? Yeah. And then you have your Valute. Valute. Got the demi glass. Demi would be a, a derivative Espanol. from the Espanol sauce. Yeah. Okay, so I was taught. I was taught in school the acronym Beth has VD. So Whoa. Beth VD, and so it was bechamel, Espanol, tomato, hollandaise, right. Valute, demi glass. Those were my sauces that I learned. We were taught the the five was actually. Demi-glass is actually a derivative of from Espanol. Espanol. Yeah, 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 So exactly. all your mother sauces, they all have branches that branch out of them, right? So like bechamel, uh -huh. you could do like uh, Alfredo and uh, Alfredo's, you could Mornay. do uh, right. Mornay, yeah. you know what I mean? Espanol sauce, because it's made from, uh, from, veal, from veal stock. That's your demi. That's your demi. That's your, you know what I mean? That, that, that goes off into its own other thing. Uh, I think this is you know this is for its own other podcast. <laughs> we'll debate. There's, this. A, that, there's another name for tomato sauce though, right? Yeah. Like that's not the name. Well, they call it red sauce. That's what that's technically yeah. It's not tomato, but it's right. red hey. sauce. That's where I'm tripped up. I'm like, what is that tomato sauce? So obviously nah, you got an active mind. <laughs> you good. You, and, you still got it. Well, you got an active mind, and it makes sense that uh, marathons, right? Running, yeah, running man, is um, one of your passions. It is. It's a. Uh, it's. You know, it's a it's a crazy thing to do on your day off when you're when you live the life that we live. That's you, exactly you know, the way we work, look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at me. I mean, yeah. I'm just like I'm uh, just a runner. <laughs> look at me. Look at this physique. Running marathons every day. Oh, <laughs> Running to the dinner bell. <laughs> exactly. I'm hungry. <laughs> but no, kudos to you, man. Like kudos to you. Kudos to Mark. Like you guys find time to do that shit. I have four kids. It's tough, right? I have four kids. Yeah. The only thing I run after is their ass doing something they're supposed to be doing. But tell us, like, I'm I'm always intrigued to just know of like the headspace game of like what yeah. what kind of stuff do you go through in your head? Um, yeah, a lot. You know, it's, for the first thing is, you know, you set out, you're running, um, you hate it. I hate everything. I'm running. <laughs> you know, this is not how I want to spend my my morning before work. But then you you that progresses to be like. You know, I, I don't know. I'll probably have Taylor Swift in the headphones. You know, <laughs> and, you know so so my headspace is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, um, <laughs> various things. You know, if I'm running at the beginning of the day, early morning, you know, just just nice. You get this crisp air. You know, it's um, things that I wouldn't be able to see inside a kitchen. You know, besides mm -hmm. fluorescent lights. Yeah. So I'm you know running the Bosque, just 
you hear the sounds, you feel it, you know, it's nice. You then you revisit, you visit your day, like, oh, what are I, oh, I got a meeting, oh, sh you know, fuck, I got this, I got right. that, I got 200 people tonight, I, you know, right. and then you just push it away, just, that's what's up. you know? I don't know how many it. times I see this dude running by Hollow Spirits in the back there. Oh, yeah? Oh, hey, yeah. Sean, what's up? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There he is running again, making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but that's, that's like, you know what I mean? That's, that's kudos to you, man, to be able to do that. And, you know, I can imagine that it's kind of like therapeutic. It is, yeah, it's like absolutely. meditating, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, and, and running by Hollow Spirits is one of my favorite routes because it's the train station, right. right? And like I said, growing up, I did graffiti. All, so I just, I'm watching. I'm just like, you know, man. sometimes I might see a friend or two out in there so it's kind of cool it's that's fun. what's up man yeah. I, I really like that man um, I have a huge uh, appreciation for it and just like respect for those who just push themselves mm -hmm. past where they think they can go those thresholds you know and I think right. you the way you you told that story right there of starting and like just being like fuck this is the last thing I want to be doing but then you get to a point to where it becomes blissful yeah and then you get back to a point where reality comes back in but then you're like, there's you nothing I can do about it right now. Yeah. So you you speaks you, volumes of character. Yeah, that's you know such I mean? good mental organization. Right. Right there, you know, and whether or not like you know, we don't have to run. Right. But putting time aside for ourselves mm -hmm. to just sit there and meditate and do yoga or whatever, but just to be mindful of ourselves. Yeah. Like for me, honestly, I'll be 100. The shower, like yeah, I take, I, right. I'll take like a good like 30 minute shower. Yeah. And I don't know if that's right with you know wasting water or whatever, but yeah, whatever you know, like it helps me ain't get. Ain't got kids in this show. It helps me. Get, <laughs> it helps me get my mind right. Make sure it's ice cold water, man. Does it, yeah, I I, I, finish, I I finish it with that that you know yeah. little spritz of cold water at the yeah, last forty five seconds. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah ain't got that's kids like my, in this sure as hell shows, man. My kids don't give you know a shit. Where the fuck I'm I am? I'm gonna throw some Taylor Swift on it. You know what? You need some Taylor Swift in your life, man. You know what I mean? That's right. I need a nap. <laughs> Most of the time, dealing with these damn kids. No, I love my kids. I love my kids, but no, yeah, man, that's you know, that's 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 pretty awesome, man. Like, it, it's it speaks volumes to to the character of your, you know, that you have. And you've always been a really cool dude, man, and you've always been, uh, you know, down to earth. And you know, we try to keep. I try to keep my circle small. You know what I mean? And just surround myself with really genuine people, and you're definitely one of them dudes. Man. Yeah, absolutely, like, man. Appreciate you know, that. Yeah, yeah. Humble. You know what I mean? You, you you get along with everybody, and I think that's important. For sure. Here. Like, there's so much of a discord and disconnection between all the chefs here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost kind of clicky. You know what I mean? But I know for myself, you, Dom, like, you know what I mean? We get along with everybody. Yeah. Even yeah, yeah. if they might not get along with each other, we get along with everybody. You know what I mean? I think that's important, especially. Yeah, there's definitely that same respect of, like, you know, like, you know, I, I really met you off of social media, just yeah. seeing you doing your thing on social media and then seeing you at Tell In or whatever, you know, saying what's up here and there, whatever, but we hadn't had a conversation until right now. Right, but yeah, yeah. just seeing those images or whatever, knowing that you're a brother in arms, that there's that mutual respect there and that you just, like, there's little that needs to be said. It's right. almost like working in the kitchen when you're working yeah. with experienced Somebody, chefs. Yeah. Not so much has to be said, you know. Yeah. I need these blends. I need those pureed. I need this done. Yeah. That's it. Instead of like, dance, chef, yeah. you want me? Like, when should I put these in? <coughs> well, definitely when the water's boiling. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and you definitely encounter that. You guys know being in, in, in a position of leadership, you know, so it takes a lot <coughs> mentally for you to be a good leader, right? right. Like, you have to hear those questions you think shouldn't be asked right yeah, yeah. you have to maintain you know and, and create a culture that 
that you want for your restaurant. Absolutely, man. That's important is, is kind of knowing what you want, um, your culture, like just visioning it. Um, we're, we're starting to wrap up yep. here, but I want to know, is there anything that you got going on? Like uh, coming up in town. I mean, obviously you're. So are you guys reopened at the Crown Plaza, or are you so guys are? We are. We are reopening uh, the first week of August. Okay. You know, I uh, gotta put together a brand new menu. Um, nice. Just, you know, for the season, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna scrap that and go, you know, four times a year. Little R and D. Always, man. Uh, always, man. man. Heck well, yeah, man. We want to thank you for uh, being our first guest on On the Backburn. I'm honored, guys. Yeah, yeah man. man. It's, it's, it's an obvious choice, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a good dude, man. And uh, we'll go ahead and put everything on your, you know, all your links and everything on the uh, social media, on our social media, and where we post everything, you know, on all the streaming platforms. And, uh, you know, thanks everybody out there for listening. And, and uh, Taylor Swift. Yes. Uh, again, Brian Romero here. Yes. Handsome. Handsome. Devil. He's in yes. shape. Woo! Runs and Runs. cooks. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, it changes. Yeah, it's kind of hard. We, we, we could go Irie. We could go. Santa Manta Rampa. We have no words for the end of that one. Hey, everybody, thanks, thanks out there for listening to guys. our podcast. And thank you, uh, Brian Romero, for being here. Brian um, Romero, the Crown Plaza Ranchers Club out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Please go check him out. You know, look him up on social media. Just get inspired by him. Reach out, send him a DM, whatever, you know. Just let's you know keep what? the chef network together. Not just here in Albuquerque, but all over. All over yeah, the world. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been pepper. on the back burner with Chef Dom. Yeah. Beautiful. Follow us at BackburnerPC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the Backburner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital LLC. Directed by Bolek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at savagebo.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music at SoundCloud. I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling you too. Yo, yeah. What up, queen, what it do? It's been a minute since I seen you. I wonder what you been doing. Yeah, you probably doing what a queen do. Benny Hollins and Balenciagas when it come to you. Cupid hit your boy with a semi-auto. You went from baby to baby mama. Yeah, don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter. Huh. I pull up in a Grammy Yada. I'm just a good fella like